Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 143, October the 22nd, 1994. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. We are still in the same venue. We're in Morgantown, North Carolina at the Collette Street Rec Center with 450 people reported in attendance. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. We're here for another early morning recording. Fuck. We're committed. We're What, we going fishing or something? No, Mike and I have a theory about this. Why? The theory is, is that we're better for Smoky Mountain than we are for the Saturday night shows because Mike and I spend all day in an office just getting drained by saps all day long. And so by the time we come record, we're just ready to go to bed. But on these Friday mornings, we're fresh and invigorated and ready to roll. Yeah. See, yeah. It might be different for Harper. Cause like, yeah, because he, he, he hasn't been to bed. I get it. Well, not just that, but like Harper wakes up later than us because his job requires it. Uh, you know, he, he's, he works later. So he's, you know, and his when is watching the Since when is watching the Golden Girls to 4 a.m. a job? <laughs> You know what I mean? He he's like he's like in that I don't know. He he he's You know fucking know what I love watching? They got this website called it's Saturday dot com that plays all these old fucking cartoons that you watched as a kid. Mm. And, and, about that. Yeah, and I just go down that fucking rabbit hole. Watching cartoons. Should be going down the honey hole, pal. You're single. Mm, vagina he does too <laughs> he does that too <laughs> uh but I, I i you know you gotta realize when we start our normal show it's it's for doc and i late because you know we've been up since the crack of dawn before the rooster crows and before the sun comes up so it's okay like, so legitimately time... as a, as a window into our lives what time on a normal work day do you wake up me like yeah we're going to the shoot job today what time does the menace say? All right, I gotta get sto- I gotta get going here. About between five and five thirty. So I'm working by six. Um, you're working between six thirty and seven. Then that means you're up by five, about around the same time, five thirty. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um. Ain't no rest for the working man. <laughs> yeah. Them gimmicks Bro. keep coming in. They bring them over to. I don't know. 316 Gimmick Street. Doc, didn't you want to cut a promo on him because of his... No, uh, you did. You, no, I just, you, saw, you saw him driving around with, with uh, Johnny Menzel or whatever the fuck? No. No. It, it, it's, some, it's some huge fucking Humvee looking... Some shit look like it's from a G.I. Joe cartoon. Some big fucking, you know truck reconnaissance vehicle looking thing i, th- I haven't I think seen it was, it. i think it was johnny menzel real man of the people yeah yeah real man of the people he's on vacation right now i've been on vacation for months on his podcast he's, re- and- he's returning he's like throwing it up so, you know and then a dog you gotta eat come over there and eat it because you're eating regurgitated content meanwhile we're out here just continuing to churn out hot fresh new content I got advice from a listener uh, about a week or two ago and said that I needed to be I needed to pick more fights on Twitter like certain podcast personalities do. Fuck that. So I'm going to pick a fight with Stone Cold (laughs) Steve Austin. There you go. Austin, his podcast, if you listen to the opening these days, it starts off with how he's on vacation. That motherfucker's been on vacation now for a couple of months. That doesn't sound like what the working man does. I don't know about y'all, but I don't get three to four months worth of vacation a year where I can just take off and not Wait. do nothing. So there's your fight. Fuck he's you. earned that vacation, I'm... damn it. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, he, um, he used up he used up all the bumps on his bump card when Owen Hart dropped him on his head. 
That's nice. That stack Man. of dimes he calls a neck, he got dropped on, right? Man. That was wow. when you watched that's that. That's fucked up. That's, I'm not going to make fun of the man's broken neck. But anyway, he's he's he does the podcast for the working man, and he goes on a three- to four-month vacation and re-airs old stuff. So there you go. I finally picked the fight. Isn't now. that like Isn't that like every rich booker at a job you've ever met, though? It's like he wants to be like everybody so bad, and there's nothing like him. Mr. Spot on the car, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but that's we can't talk about that because one, no one knows what you're talking about, and two, we can't really talk about what you're talking about because then you're I'm just saying about. that I'm just saying he's no different than the rich bookers. That's all. No. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's um let's get into this episode again. It is Smoky Mountain Wrestling episode 143, October 22nd, 1994. Uh, we are sponsored by you, the patron, at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Sign up if you haven't done so already. By the time you're hearing this, I'm thinking we would have gotten to the first Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-view, the Bunkhouse Stampede 1998. Also want to thank disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry, our largest patron contributors monthly. Thank you. But again, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT and get over 160, 170, probably 180 now. Patreon exclusive episodes up on the Patreon feed. All right. We get into this episode. We got Les Thatcher and Jim Ross. Uh, they welcome us in. JR mentions that Cactus Jack, after appearing last week unexpectedly, will be in action. And JR claims the rock and roll may have taken actions in the streets too far against the gangsters. We'll see more about that. Scott Studd will defend his TV title. Ole and his son Bryant are here to confront Tracy Smothers in the big match with the Dirty White Boy and Bruiser Bedlam is going to happen to determine who gets the lashes with the leather belt. Doc, anything from the opening with Les and Jim? I like Jr., but you know, part of me really misses Bob. Let's pour one out for Bob. You got a you got a beer can over there? You can pop the top on and um. Not this early. What do you think of me? Having a nice cup of coffee, black, just like you. I don't think nothing of you. Where Harper and I are from, there's absolutely nothing wrong with drinking beer or whiskey before the sun comes up, right, Harper? Yeah. So dork. When you say, "What do I think of you?" I, I'm I'm actually, I but I don't, I but I'm question. not living where you come from. Oh, I'm not one of your your people, That's right? Nice. Okay. You black asshole. That's nice. damn. damn. This comes come on, on the heels. This comes on the heels of where New Jack and the Gangsters uh, went and showed us where they come from on the previous episode. But anyway, okay, um, you know, no need to get all belligerent here, Doc. So, Hopper, anything from the opener, or can we keep it moving? Um, dude, Bob's probably sitting at home thinking, better you than me, motherfucker. <laughs> well, he's not saying that because he was just tired, but he was, right. I mean, uh, of the talent, but he's just like, you know, right. like Corny said, he was he was tired he's of sitting, all the trips. He's sitting and... there in his recliner. He had his mm -hmm. Velma or Verna bring him. A, a sweet iced tea, and he just sat there like, oh, wow. Yeah. If you could stereotype him a little bit more with, when you said Thelma brought him a sweet iced tea. You're probably watching uh, Gunsmoke. Murder, She Wrote, and Matlock, pal. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's watching Rawhide. Yeah. Oh. I used to love that show, Mr. Favors. What, has he got a screen time <laughs> limitation? Why can't he watch them all? <laughs> probably, but... I'm telling you, man, he's watching reruns of Rawhide right here. That's exactly what he's doing. Okay. Uh, the next match is Chad Austin versus Cactus Jack. Cactus comes out to Born to be Wild. Uh, JR calling Cactus matches. Uh, it makes you feel like you're watching some WCW. In my opinion, it just uh, they were synonymous together. I know people are going to say, well, what about when he's with WWF? I'm, 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 going, I'm not going there. I'm just saying when he calls I, That was my note. Match. I said three and a half years later, he these two are teaming up for maybe the most famous moment in wrestling. That's true, I, huh? I guess. You'd call it the most famous moment, though? Moment? Like, okay. by God. I mean. How do you teach a man to fall off a 20-foot Somebody stopped the damn match. Yeah. That's a right. long way in three and a half years. Let's call that what it was. <laughs> that was criminal what? what he did to himself. He, he he flung himself off a cage. And then, well, the second time when he goes through the cage, that wasn't intended. But, I mean, 
you know what kind of balls you got to have to do what he did? Yeah, fuck like when that. He, when he goes off that cage. I mean, there's something that in, it clicks off in your mind that once you're up there, you got to go. So, but That's not going to happen to me. First of all, I'm not going to be up there. Second of all, that's not. I'm not going to, oh, well, since I'm here, uh-uh. I mean, what if he missed it? <laughs> Thank God he didn't. That fucking table. And, and let's be clear, there was no airbag under that table. Fuck like there no. He's not a McMahon, so there's no airbag under that table. Well, in fairness, they didn't plan on him to jump off the freaking cage either, so there's that. But, all right, uh, let's keep going. Uh, we got a replay of um, of Cactus. His debut well, Chad Austin when... ends up in ECW as well, and I one time saw New Jack cut a beep-laden promo on him, beating the hell out of him, and said, you want to know why I haven't been on TV in a while? Beep. <laughs> just just a continuous beep yeah and just whooping chad austin all right let's go now to uh, we had a replay of cactus's debut last week when scott stud defeated boo bradley and then we'll go now to uh, a cactus promo and it's interrupted by tammy fitch here it is and there you see a Cactus Jack rather instrumental in Boo Bradley losing the Smoky Mountain uh, television title here last week. But I'm still a little, little intrigued by this kindred spirit situation you referred to. Well, Jim, take a look at his face and you'll see I've been just about been through it all. When the Berlin Wall fell, it didn't catch me by surprise. When the federal government raised the interest rates, I'd had a sneaking suspicion for months. But the first time I looked at Boo Bradley and I saw the ugly, twisted face, I saw the horrible, twisted, cellulite-ridden body, it shocked me because I thought I was looking in a mirror. I believe very strongly Jim Ross and soulmates, and I could search the world a dozen times over, but it'd be no use because I found mine right here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and his name is Boo Bradley. And with my help, Jim, not the kind of help I can provide in a wrestling ring, but the kind of help I have right up here. I can help that young man see the light and stand up on his own and become a man. Are you saying that uh, perhaps he has got some poor management at this point in time in his career? I'm saying he's being mistreated, he's being slapped around, and I live to see the day that he says no more. I have a little something to say to you, mister. I don't know who you think you are, but you have no business being out here. Let me get straight you cost boo bradley the tv title you cost me a whole lot of money and the only people that are allowed to talk to boo bradley are chris candido and myself you got it what do you have to say about that well tammy how about a cactus jack hug bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> no hug i guess this week cactus from tammy finn where's my hug <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back and show you that exclusive footage involving the Rock and Roll Express that resulted in an arrest. That for you right after this. All right, uh, Doc, you go first. Uh, so JR said situation, so you need to drink, and I caution that you take that lightly because you might get very wasted. Um. I guess the heavenly bodies are up. Speaking of drinking games, I guess the heavenly bodies are up in WWF right now. Man, Sunny's a year in, and she's going toe-to-toe with Cactus now. That's strong. And Cactus wanted a hug, so he must have heard the news and the rumors on the way in. That's nice, Doc. No, he didn't. Man, it's it's easy to forget <laughs> after WWF how great of a character Cactus Jack always was. I agree. Cactus was good, man. Cactus was so different. He was as good. And he was crazy. God, he was nuts. Mm-hmm. He would put his body through anything, but... um. Hopper, what'd you have from it? You think these people knew what the Berlin Wall was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. No, they didn't. <clears throat> I thought about longtime listener Travis Rains when they said Berlin Wall because anytime anytime somebody tags Golden Hopper in something with the Golden Girls or something that's like 
uh, and a joke from like two to three, four years ago. Hopper <laughs> cuts a promo and goes, man, that's like telling me the Berlin Wall just fell. And <laughs> it's become a hashtag on the Facebook group. Uh, thanks to uh, Travis Reigns. Thank you, Travis. But um, Cactus is good. And Doc, that's a mean joke you made about Tammy. Why? I don't think he heard it that quick. I mean, Bobby even told oh, him. Like, you hear that? See, he's not hes not saying that what I said was wrong. He's just saying I went there too soon. Well, no, what I was about to say was even Bobby said that. Um, I like think she's she, a nice girl, and I still am waiting for her to be on the show. Well, we're going to have to wait till she gets out of jail, but that's all. No, oh, shit. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm. They got Skype in jail. I don't know, Hopper. Have do you know anyone in jail that you can ask that question to? No. Okay. Well, can you Google it? Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> He's gonna Google it. All right. Wait. 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 We got to talk <laughs> about something that's going on in the background here. I'm sorry. <laughs> While you're googling that, so um, we got a replay of the promo where Ricky Morton was run off the road to the arena and was jumped by what we assume to be the gangsters. Sure. Blame it on the black guys because there's no video evidence of him being attacked, but you know, he's claiming that. So I think we should uh, settle this in a courtroom, but, but they're, the only, they're, the, they're the, the only black guys around. Well, I'm no, 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 you, that, that doesn't mean you can, you can, you can say they're guilty. So anyway, they also re-air Morton's promo where he claims he was hit with the blackjack in the head. And again, this is, this is, this is just assuming, and this is um, Morton needs to stop playing the race card, in my opinion. But that's just me. Um, so then Jim Ross throws us to what we're about to watch on the Patreon video at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Uh, Jr. throws us to video surveillance footage of Morton and Gibson attacking the gangsters in a diner of some sort. Jr. says the rock and roll have been arrested for their actions. So we're actually watching this right now, and this is. This is pretty cool because, like, they got the belts and they're in this diner and Ricky and Robert are about to come in and, and jump them, which, l let's be real, if anybody's committing a crime here, it's the Rock and Roll Express, right, Doc? I mean, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you can say that. They're just standing up for themselves. By assaulting guys? Well, I mean, you got to take into account their prior record and their status in the business and what's been done to them. Yeah. Okay. Good book says an eye for an eye, Mike. <laughs> so we're going to use the Bible in, our, in that case to our advantage. Then. We're going to. Okay. Jesus. Uh, hey, what? That's what that's what Here Harper told assault. us a while back is that these people like Jesus and fighting. That's right. This uh, is what perfect. What did you say Jesus to, Harper? I'm saying like the eye for an eye and a tooth. Oh, oh. We don't want to forget that we do not want to forget the teachings of the good book. Okay. Um, any thoughts on this? Song? Shit. Any thoughts was on this, this a program? diner or was this just a clubhouse? House or something. I don't know. Because I, I was thinking, where's Bones in the background? And is that 1137 a.m. or p.m.? Oh, that's p.m., dog. Because both of these teams do their best work in the PM, I would imagine. So, you asked if this was a diner or a clubhouse. If you look in the top left, hold on, let me go back a second to the, to the, to the actual surveillance footage. If you, if you look in the top left, hold on. Damn, Why are they being surveilled there. anyway? It right. says, Network 13 something cam, Quarks, what does that say? Quarks Bar? Yeah, see, that's a different than a diner, pal. Okay, well, it's not a clubhouse either. Well, but they're running that. They're running operations out of there, right? Okay, all right. Now, now you're, now you're okay. Anyway, um, Doc, thoughts on the the rock and roll jumping the gangsters here? Is this how black people hang out? I need some answers. Shut the fuck up, Hopper. What are yeah, your thoughts? And Morton came in hot though, didn't he? With a plastic trash can to the back of New Jack's head. Yeah, he came in hot. <laughs> so hot he, melt, he melted that plastic trash can he was holding. He should have had this like at a, at a barbershop. Barbershop or at the barbecue. Yeah. You can't You can't have it at the barbershop. Why? Because in They're real scissors. life, they would have died going into a barbershop. 
You don't have hair. How would you know? They would have died jumping to jumping to some dudes in a barber shop. Is it? Did this feel? I mean, this feel more like this was edgy for Smoky Mountain, man. This is this especially, felt more like especially a put a rock and roll. Yeah, I really like it because it's something new for for in my opinion. It's something we haven't seen in a year and a half from them. It's them just going for it. So I liked it, man. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Ricky and Robert are the heels here. There's no video yeah, evidence that the gangsters on. attack Ricky and ran him off Look the road. Look at those pink faces. There's nothing no. that says heel about that right there. We got videos. Hey, hey, hey. We got video He's surveillance just... of them assaulting these good, wholesome brothers from the hood for no reason. And then Ricky <laughs> challenges them to a, to a street fight. And I hope New Jack and Mustafa whoop and choke their little pink necks. Man, That's nice. This, he's just standing there right now with his gut pushing out that American flag. <laughs> you must hate America, pal. Hold on. Let me play the promo. Here's the rock and roll after they air the footage of the, the surveillance footage of the rock and roll jumping the gangsters. See the footage? I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. You walk right into the lion's den. You said you were going to fight fire with fire, but do you regret it? No, I don't, Jim. But before I get to that, I want to say something else. You know, the gangsters came into Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and they said they had beat every tag team across, across the country, but they hadn't beat the Rock and Roll Express. So they come down here to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and what happens? We have a match with them. We beat them. And what did they do? Pull out blackjacks, chains. And then the incident came when we had a title match with them in which we won. And what did they do? Get some hot shot lawyer and have the belts taken away from us. And then we go to another incident where I'm on the side of the road, I get bumped. Then the next thing I remember, it's the next day. And then you want to say that you're the Smoky Mountain t Red Tag Team Champions. After all of that, there's one thing I can say. You still haven't beat the Rock and Roll Express. And now, I said we was gonna get you and we did. Now you're the big tough guys from California that said that you're the street fighters. So what do we do? We go right in the bar and we fight you. So what do you do about it? You have us arrested. Well, guys, let me tell you one thing. You're telling us that you're the tough team from LA? Well, let me tell you something. This time we're gonna ask for a match, your kind of match. Ghetto street match, baby. Ghetto street fight. If you're mad enough to do it, you bring it on. We approve to you, brother, but you're no more than two chumps from Tupelo, Mississippi. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they're challenging the gangsters to the ghetto street fight, and we'll be back with Beat the Champ right after this. Oh, boy. Doc, yeah. your thoughts. Well, Go ahead, defend your little Lily White tag team. Right there. Ghetto street match, man. What could that be? Why we gotta use terms like get if this was if this was 2019? Why we gotta use terms like ghetto street fight? Because they're because they're black, and they're from Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, home of the worst gangs in America. Yeah, right. Yes, Elvis. Oh. I put on right. I put on I put on an episode of All in the Family for my wife and mother in law yesterday. Yeah. And streamed it on the TV. And it was the episode where Lionel and the Jeffersons moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> and Archie was going off about when you're letting them move in, he goes, How long before they'll be throwing watermelon rinds out the window? <laughs> Jesus. You know, watermelon's good for you. I don't understand the problem there. My, my, my mother-in-law goes, you know, I used to like this show. <laughs> she wasn't having it. She was you should have like, called her a, an Aunt Tama. <laughs> it was so off the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. You could get you could get away with shit in the 70s, man. Yeah, no, huh? Bruh, bruh, it was so, it's, that show, there's no way the reboot is going to work. There's no yeah, way. Saying. It's it, it, it should just stop. It's like when it's, WWE tried to bring back e ECW a couple of years ago. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna happen, bro. No, not a chance. It's, nope, not a chance. Okay, um, back to the rock and roll though. Um, Harper, what were your thoughts on this? How they gonna? I just can't see them having a ghetto street fight. What's it gonna be like? A fucking? It's gonna be like 
like fucking double dragon, you know, like baseball bats, like in a video game, and barrels they're gonna throw at each other. It's just, I just, what makes it ghetto? It's just the participants. That's well, nice. No. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't remember them using that term in world class, Doc. They, they Watch used it in Mid South a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's nice. It's, it's well, just, Watts it's just... was over there playing the race card to his advantage more than any other promoter probably in history. Probably <laughs> so. Um, but it's just a no rules. They're like you know, use what you want in the ring. Man, we're joking. We're joking here, but the gangsters have brought out something in rock and roll here that that was needed, and I'm invested in this, and I don't care what you call it. It feels yeah. it feels like there's some real heat. I know there's not, but it feels like they got a personal issue, and they obviously do. People are going to jail. This is about as far as you can push it in this area in '94. I like it. I agree, um, Hopper. Anything else? Nah. They just botched that spot right there, though, huh? Yeah, he's talking. Goddamn pronouns, pal. Shit. Hey, um, don't. I'm not here to call matches. We are watching Scott Studd in the background versus Sean Casey. This is the Beat the Champ TV title match. And looks JR is still plugging away the hotline. And here comes a botch where Casey shoots off Stud and they reverse. And I don't know what the hell. That's that two was monkeys fucking to. a football right there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is two monkeys fucking a football for sure. And then they go back to it. They went right back to it. That's it. That's what it was supposed to be. You can tell it was the exact, they just, they went right back to what it should have been. But anyway, um, they're in there working their ass off. JR still plugging the hotline. They're trying to monetize this thing, brother, and these digital platforms. Um, Tammy comes out during the match and is fussing about how Cactus cost her and Boo the TV title last week. Boo then hits the ring, and Mark Curtis throws out the match. Cactus then hits the ring to help. Boo and Tammy powder out, and we go to the Smoky, another Smoky Mountain Hotline plug. So um, if you're counting, there's been three to four Smoky Mountain Hotline plugs here as they're trying to uh, make some money off this thing uh, using JR's connections, I assume. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on this match and uh, what went down here? Sean Casey looks like he ought to be like the bass player for Trickster. Yeah, he looks like he's about five years too late. Yeah. He God, showed up. At, he he like showed up at the Rainbow in in L.A. and he's like, "All right, guys, let's party!" And everybody's listening to grunge. Yeah, you know, you know who he looked like to me, Doc? When I when I when they first cut to him, uh, one please. of the Simpson brothers from World Class. Oh, that's a good one too. With that, with the hair and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hair farmer for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else, Hopper, from the match? No. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, are we playing this uh rather long promo? Um, the confrontation with Jim Ross. It's with no. Tracy and Ole and Brian Anderson. I can no. talk through it. Okay. So let me just tell everybody what happened. So it's the confrontation segment with Jim Ross that they've been pushing now. Was this the second week or third? I can't remember. But it's Ole and Brian Anderson. Ole tells JR, this is not rumor and innuendo. It's the truth. Okay, Bruce mm. Pritchard. Um, Tracy says he was just trying to help Brian back in the day. And Tracy asked Brian, what did he do that was so bad? Brian and Ole dance around the question and never answer it. They do this like a couple of times. We find out that Tracy was also a golfer in high school. Wow, that's a new one. Uh, I can't see him swinging golf clubs, but I guess. Can you imagine that, Hopper? No. I can imagine him out there like, hey, look at this. And then, you know, air raiding somebody right by their head with a fucking three would that's stupid though fucking game <laughs> he's like i see uh, tracy smothers as a golfer speaking of tracy smothers wildcat x rated is june 22nd at the shamrock in new orleans and uh it's the unofficial uh, btt meetup so if you're gonna go i posted about it on the facebook group uh you might want to go on to wildcatsports.com and get your tickets so there it is june 22nd in new orleans at the shamrock uh, get your tickets now. Be there. Do the do the um old commercial hopper. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll just need the edge of it. And then they then they yell, "Be there! Be, Be there!" Yeah. Kids, yeah, kids seats still just ten bucks. <laughs> just and if count. You get, if you get in the golden circle, Michael give you a rim job. <laughs> Come on, bro. 
Was that really needed? Yeah, you t- like to toss salads. Okay. Fucking weirdo. So this confrontation with Tracy and Ole and Bryant finally ends with Jr. announcing that Tracy and Bryant will have a match with no time limit, and that was the end of that. Doc, any thoughts on it? Bryant Anderson's facial hair is awful, and this is kind of goofy. The confrontation segment in general, or just the, these three, four? This, this, yeah, this angle. Yeah. The angle's goofy? Mm-hmm. So I got clarification. There was major heat with Ole and Bryant with Bischoff because of this. I heard he got fired. Right. Yeah, Bobby Murray, thank you for posting that on the Facebook group. Uh, I, I had totally forgot. Oh, yes. I had forgot that Corny had addressed this on like the drive through of the experience at one point. Yeah. But, um, so you remembered that, Doc? Yeah. Okay. Like it was that Corny and Oli were like at the power plant or some shit, and Bischoff saw him and was like, I'm firing him or some shit, I guess. I mean, That's like, when he fucking uh, wiped the booger on his vet. Come on. What is wrong? Why do. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. That's funny, but. What the fuck was he mad about? Why was he? Why was Bischoff mad at this? Because he's a little bruh, shit. No, Harper, and you know it. These some of these wrestling promoters and their ego. Yeah. Jesus he, Christ. Well, but let me ask you this. I mean, at this point, WCW is rolling around, not drawing. Well, by this point, maybe in '94, but they are on the heels of not doing well. Smoky Mountains now got Ole and Cactus and Jr. and the Gangsters. There may be more competition than you would think, or that in historical context they really were. Well, if you look at some of the like attendance records from WCW, and I don't want to say '94, but okay, I don't have it in front of me, and somebody will correct me. But I, I've seen numerous attendance records where like their house shows and shit, they they were uh-huh. like drawing nothing yeah they weren't drawing shit like like maybe two thousand people or something no not shit. even that no it was really seven yeah couple hundred Man. um like I, i've heard austin talk about it during during the early 90s where like it was just the shits he's like man we'd roll into these towns it'd be 300 people there i remember going now, to those shows at the municipal auditorium i guess i was just a kid i didn't realize it fucking no one no one else was fucking in there right you're just kind of <laughs> looking at the action not focusing right. on uh, what's going on but there were like numerous shows i mean where you know three four five hundred and you think about that they're, they're wcw on this large platform and that's all they're drawing yeah and, and just think how much it costs to rent out a major building like that night after night after night that's what bischoff said why are that, we going to keep doing this yep. yeah and, that's and just exactly keep losing what he said. your fucking ass so they cut back on. I mean, you got so the thing that's costing that us part. money. We're gonna do more of. That was his exact words on one of those shows. He said that. Why are we gonna? Why are we gonna keep doing something that's costing us money? We're hemorrhaging money. Makes no sense. Um. Anyway, all right. We'll keep moving. Did you have anything else from the confrontation, Hopper? No. George South versus Steve. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, George South and Steve Skyfire versus Lance Storm and Brian Lee. Storm and Lee win with ease over South and Skyfire. I've got nothing else from it, Doc. Do you have anything? Uh, primetime Brian Lee upgraded his music because he gets to come out to Rockin' in America now. Isn't oh, that yeah, great? that's true. And ding, I, ding, I watched this match, ding, and all I can ding. say is, man, what kind of superstar would Lance Storm have been if he could talk? I mean, really cut a promo. He wasn't as bad as you make him out to be. I'm saying if he had, like, the gift of gab with his ring skills... What was the ceiling for him? I think he did fine in WCW. Unfortunately, it was when WCW was, you know, on the downslide. But he's got some promos on there that are all right. You're just, but I mean, you know, not everybody. See, man, that's where I get into this discussion. Because, I mean, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry weren't great talkers, but they had this guy that we're looking at on our screen right now, Jim Cornette, talking for him. Maybe, maybe that's what he needed. Okay. I don't know, but I hear you, Hopper. You got any thoughts on Lance Storm and his talking ability? I mean, I kept. I mean, I, I was watching this, wondering, man, what if fucking Jericho was still around? 
Mm. Well, yeah. Fuck. That's a guy who took his promos to an unreal level. If you watch him from here. Yeah. He turns into. God, man, he turned water into wine with his promos. Meaning that he improved over over the time. Yeah. When he was doing that, you just made the list dumb shit. I say dumb as a compliment in on raw a few years ago. And that was actually entertaining, man. Him and Kevin Owens were the most entertaining thing on there at, at that time. But we'll keep going since this is Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We got Jim Cornette, and he's out there with Bruiser Bedlam. Um, let's give this a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Let's cut to the chase. Let's, I want to ask you one question. I hope you'll give me an honest answer for once in our long relationship. Who is the mystery opponent for Bob Armstrong at Thanksgiving Thunder? Who is this man? Well, we have had a long relationship, Jim Ross, and I've hated every minute that I've had to look at that big jolly face of yours, but I tell you, today, I like seeing you. I like seeing Les. I like seeing... No, I don't even like seeing those idiots. But, <laughs> Bob Armstrong... You put your foot in it this time. You said that this would be the last time that I would be able to face you. We made that agreement and you said that if my man beats you at Thanksgiving Thunder, then you will leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling forever. Now, of course, now there is what I had to give up to you to get that. If you beat my man, then I've got to crawl across the ring on my hands and knees and kiss your stinking, dirty, smelly, Dr. Show-ridden feet. But that ain't gonna happen. No, it's not. Because my man, Jim Ross, that is gonna face Bullet Bob Armstrong at Thanksgiving Thunder and rid Smoky Mountain Wrestling of him, I wanna see your face. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, you can't be serious. You can't be serious. He's in a, he's in a home or a sanitarium somewhere. No, he's not. I sprung him. I got a big, heavy, reinforced ladder, and I sprung him. You see, let me explain something. He's Bob an Armstrong. animal. He, no, he's not. He's a butcher. And I'm not joking about this, Bob Armstrong. Abdullah the Butcher is insane. He's out of his mind. He's a sadist. He's a masochist. He takes pleasure in pain. He takes pleasure in cruelty. And Abdullah the Butcher is a man that's traveled the world and left a trail of carnage and broken bones, fine suspensions, bannings, wherever he's been. Nobody will touch the Butcher. Can't go to the WWF. Can't go to WCW. Nobody wants to touch the Butcher except me. He's the most bloodthirsty animal that has ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring. He's ageless, and his meanness and cruelty knows no bounds. And that, Bob Armstrong, is what's coming after you at Thanksgiving Thunder. 450 pounds, and by the time, since I've got him in a captive environment training... He's a carnivore, you know that. And he eats meat, too. <laughs> and by the time that he gets finished and Thanksgiving Thunder rolls around, he's gonna weigh 500 pounds, Armstrong. You won't be able to move him. When that meat cleaver comes down, your head's gonna roll into the 14th row. All right, oh, now, we gotta go up and we gotta whip the hide off a stinking redneck trailer park trash named the Dirty White Boy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? Abdullah Butcher on his way to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title is on the line next. All right, Doc, the Butcher, who was undefeated by pinfall in the U.S. for over 10 years. That's a great line because how many of his matches have actually reached a pinfall conclusion? So it's it's maybe true, but maybe not intellectually honest. So I like that. Uh, Abdullah, pal. And and you you can't look it up as we always talk about. I mean, the Internet is in its... uh, you know, infant stages right here. They could have told you that Abdullah has been hanging out on Mars. How are you going to fact check that shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got geo cities pulled up in 1994. So you can go look at that. No, you don't. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I'm pretty sure Abdullah is not going to be the actual competitor here. Oh, really? That sucks. What sucks? He's not going to show up? Man, I'm not saying nothing. Okay. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. I don't, I don't yeah. fully we'll remember. We'll just say it. I don't, re- I don't truly remember. I said I don't think. Man, I haven't watched this in years. Nothing. He said jowly face, too. That's a great line. Whipping match. So, Why well, so, couldn't um, this be a country whipping match? Because we are most definitely in the country. 
Well, let me go back to the promo. Um, JR sold it like, holy crap, he's a carnivore, you know? Eats uh, meat, too. Yeah. Harbor, yeah. what do you think about it? I'll say it. Fuck, here we go. Another big name, even though it's him, you know, it's a big old fat guy with a fork, but still, it's Abdullah. Doc, Doc, um, Doc, Doc hates Abdullah. Um, I do not. I just don't uh, want to get it from the hepatitis. From, from the dark side yeah. of the ring episode that, um, for, for Bruiser Brody. I just think he's not being forthright. I don't oh, really? think he's lying, but I think he knows more than what he's saying. I think he's that... obscuring the whole truth, if you will. Well, when he said he wasn't at that meeting in the hotel, I was like, dude, everybody mm-hmm. else says you're there. So either everybody's lying or you're lying. So I say I say I don't think he's lying, but it's like he knows something and he's just not saying it. There's he's just keeping it on a DL. Uh, Doc, am I lying? He's. No, no, you're you're he, right. There's something that's going on when you watch it. It's like, this dude, now Carlos Colon's an ass, fuck him. But Abdullah, he knows something, and it's going to go to his grave with him, which is like, eh, he, there's something he's not saying. But anyway, all right, so that was that. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts from Corny and Bedlam as they announce Abdullah going to be Bob Armstrong's uh, opponent? I, I was just thinking it's another big name. Fucking rolling, you know, rolling yeah. through here. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, all right, Doc, can we keep going? Absolutely, my friend. So we go then, as you saw on the graphic, we go to Bruiser Bedlam versus Dirty White Boy. They call it a whipping match um, for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title is also on the line. And Dirty White Boy says, Cornette, I promised you a big surprise today. So at the start of the match, if you're watching on Patreon, you're seeing it. The number one hillbilly is coming out. Sweet As Jesus. Dirty White Boy says, come on down. And what do you know? It's Mr. Ron Wright is in the yeah. house. Talk any thoughts on that before I uh, go to uh, this uh, long match's finish. Well, Ron, Ron Wright is in the house. This is a main event on free TV. So let's don't... Uh... Man, look at Ron just walking around on two legs. Just I helping. know, huh? God, I'm happy no, for him. And no one brings up, hey, where's the wheelchair? Nah, that's the, that's why you gotta bring up old shit. <laughs> it's a good thing he had all those surgeries he needed to have done. Man, Dirty yeah. White Boy provided all that. Man, what a great story. This is the feel-good story of Smoky Mountain. <laughs> sure I love it. Ah, I love it. All right, so let's go. Let's fast forward to the finish, because this thing goes on for a while. It's like um, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they milk they milk the time before they really get into the close. So, um, Cornette trips up Dirty White Boy when White Boy was near the ropes. Uh, Ron Wright chases off Cornette. Uh, Ron Wright then does the the number one hillbilly thing and he clocks Bedlam while the ref's back is turned. White Boy then pins Bedlam, and uh, I say it all the time. I love it when the faces cheat. They handcuff Bedlam to the corner. White Boy then hits Bedlam with five lashes on the back. On Bedlam's wet back. Hopper, whoa! You. whoa! Jesus whoa. Christ. Come on. <laughs> you, Hopper. You, you, you diversified piece of shit. Hopper, that was just for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was that time right. that I said. A Mexican. No, that was that time that I said as the, as the screen is locking up. It was the time that I said Robert Gibson's back was wet and Hopper said I called Robert Gibson a wet back and I did not call him back. I thought it was I said Hector his Guerrero. back was wet. No, it Same was thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Hopper. <laughs> Why is the screen freezing up? It does this sometimes. Uh, you got, hold on. You got a shitty internet connection? Isn't Spectrum? Not. No, it's not. There it is. We got it cleared up. I'm trying to get to the point where um the pin is happens that good? and is that ever going to get updated? The intro, the the, the opening. Yeah. Yes. Nine ninety five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, does it happen with a new it. song? Yes. I'm like, I mean, they still got Bob Holly on there. Down in the Smoky Mountains on a Saturday night wrestling. Something Dude, like that, that that new intro song is the shit. But we'll talk it's about that when we get shits. to it. Um, all right, let's let's keep going. Um, so, uh, where was I at? Um, okay, White Boy hits Bedlam with the five lashes on the back of uh, Bedlam's uh, back that is uh, hydrated. 
He had a hydrated back offer. <laughs> but what do you know? Cornette weasels out of this shit again. Bedlam somehow gets a shot in on Ron Wright. Corny then throws powder in Dirty White Boy's eyes. Corny then starts lashing out on old brother Ron. So Bedlam takes the lashes, but Corny doesn't. He weaseled out of this thing. Um, uh, does, this, does this promotion ever pay off a stipulation? It's the one big problem I have with Smoky Mountain more than anything else is that when does a stipulation ever get paid off? You heard me. I said it. Everybody's got to be held accountable. Name the ones that haven't gotten paid off besides uh, Bob getting unmasked. Well, Morton should be bald. Well, that's true right. Too. Okay. That's and, true then, and then the heavenly bodies didn't stay gone forever. See, that one's hard to blame on Cornette, though, and I'm not trying to take up for him here, but it's true. Cause... Here's the thing. If that's the only one that they break, then okay, but they're breaking them left and right. All right, so I heard Corny's explanation for the unmasking, and that, that one actually makes sense because they did it technically unmask him, but he had two masks on. So that I one know. gets a pass. And that's, that's okay, too. Any one of these could get a pass if it's the only one you're doing, but when you keep doing it, I'm like, shit. Uh, Hildebrandt takes a great bump here in a minute. The Morton one, I agree with Harper, was bullshit, right? Harper, where he didn't get that's a head shave. That's fucking bullshit. I mean, I, mean, and as much as I love Jimmy Del Rey and Doctor Tom, the Heavenly Bodies was kind of the same. Those are the two big ones for me. Harper, the Morton one. What did you think about him not getting shaved? His head was supposed to get shaved, right? They I didn't mean, pay that one off for nothing. So, what was the reason for it? That it never happened. I forgot. Well, they did the thing with Chris Candido where they shaved his head instead. Oh, fought back. Yeah, Ron Wright's about to get him. <laughs> Ron Wright's about to let me come here, you boy. Come on here and we'll lift you up that shirt, like damn a pig, boy. We gonna whip your ass here, Cornet. Come on. Man, that's that's let exactly it. how my dad used to dress. <laughs> like Ron that's Wright. My exactly like that when he's doing a promo and he's like sitting on the desk. I was like, he's 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 wearing my dad's clothes. Look at Corny's facials there; those are great. <laughs> he's got he's just the, been not poopy. Uh, and Bedlam fights back. Here they go; they're about to go into it. Corny's gonna here comes Corny with the powder, and he's about to throw it in Ron's eyes and White Boy's eyes. Why is Mark Curtis calling for the bell right there? Like the I don't know, but he's about to take a great bump. I think right there, boom. Yeah. So, uh, Corny, like we said, Corny is just Corny is laying waste to the ring, powder yes, and is. kicks and punches <laughs> and just look at he's beating up the ref. This is awesome. Yeah, he, it really. He is. starts dropping elbows. This is, I mean, hey, we've waited for a while for Bedlam to be useful. This is, I think, in my opinion, peak usefulness of Bedlam, dude. He just Corny just dropped an elbow on Ron Wright. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, we have like Ron's in his. Somebody stop the damn match. Let me remind you, Doc. Ron's not in his seventies. He's in his. He's in his fifties. He's fifty-six. So he... I looked again this week. He's damn. Not old. <laughs> How old does he look, Hopper? Bro, like that's a... seventy. Uh, Mike, so... that's eleven years older than me. Jesus Christ! That's you better I'm start like... fucking drinking Diet Cokes. I better start drinking fucking black label beer. And, Man, and, and eating cigars. That looks that's a, fuck. That's a hard life is what that is. All right, let's it? see what Ron has to say here. Come on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to it. Uh, So, uh, God, I can't believe so, Ron Wright. He was 56 right there, you said? Whipping, yeah, Corny's just whipping Ron Wright. Nothing got paid off. Baby faces hit the ring. Heels powder. And understandably, DWB and Ron Wright are upset here. Let's hear what so they have to say, Mike. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's chaotic here. It. Jim Cornett, this man's like my father. And by God, you messed up when you put your damn hands on him. Because I swear to God, if I ever get my hands around your throat, I'll choke you so hard your eyeballs will pop out. And there's not one thing that you can do about it. And Bruiser Bedlam, get in my way, and I'll cut your head off. What? Let me tell you something, Jim Cornette, you punk, you jerk. I may not be able to wrestle some of these top men around here. I've had a hip implant and I've had a shoulder implant. But let oh. me tell you something, you little pudgy 
But you know what I mean. I don't care what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you in a match some way. I'll have some commissioner with his name to get you in that ring with me. And I guarantee you, if Tony White Boy has to roll me out in a wheelchair, help me in the ring on crutches, I'm going to tear your head off and they'll take you out of there for the hospital your last trip, jerk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what a chaotic situation we have had this week. Don't forget our big question, the Smoky Mountain Hotline this week. Do you think Ron Wright can take care of Jim Cornette? Give us a call. And we'll... All right. How, smart, how carny and smart is that? You don't even have to call to, like, get the scoop. You could just call to have your voice heard. This is, like, pre-Twitter Twitter. Yeah. Where it's 99 cents a minute. Right. And they're like, do you think <laughs> well no that's not how it worked when you called you were you were charged for a minute uh, Tennessee yeah but can we get you that second minute see oh okay okay press one <laughs> for Spanish oh so anyway uh, man is Ron's got a lot of health issues should he be in the ring I know he no. looked vibrant a minute ago, but now. Dude, those guys are so great. Both of them. He was so hot, he called him Tony White Boy. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It's good seeing old brother. See Ron how much better Dirty White Boy is when he's calling, selling me, gets his damn hands on him than saying booty? That's great. That's the Dirty White Boy we need. I'm just glad Brother Ron is back, but it's not Hell long yeah. Left. He's out there in Harper's dad's shirt just laying it down. Yeah, like the fucking jeans and everything, bro. White jeans tennis shoes. Those fucking Walmart uh, rustler jeans. And... God. Yeah. There's a, That's there's the a truth, picture dude. of him for the, um, for the Patreon folks. Look, look, look at that. The, the shirt's got the What an accomplishment and... old white guys had. They were running the world with the worst fashion ever. Mm-hmm. Because they don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Nah, bruh. That's well, what I mean, happens. Wanda and Carla this. at home are still going to assume the position when they get told. I mean, we, I mean, when you get to a certain certain age, you don't give a fuck. Mike got I there actually, about four years ago. Yeah, I think I'm there now, man. My wife tells just, me that all the time. You don't look nice. Hey, what's wrong with socks and sandals, Sasha? <laughs> no, I don't wear socks and sandals. I never do that. But my wife hates cargo shorts, and that's all I wear is cargo shorts. Yeah, she That's carries. That's all I wear, bro. Yeah, she carries a damn purse loaded down more than Tammy's purse. That, but that's but my she, purse pants. Yeah, your purse pants, pal. I call, I say that all the time. I was like, I tell her all the time. I was like, you're lucky I don't have a fanny pack on every day with these. Some yeah, there we go. Old I wrestlers never pack. die. What's that, Hopper? TJ, I bought a fanny pack from TJ Maxx. But, bro, fanny packs is are fanny packs are awesome, man. No, yeah. they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. <laughs> There's a line somewhere. Dude, back in the 90s, like late 90s and early 2000s, the whole fanny pack thing when it came to, to wrestlers was just so ridiculous. I, there was a guy, I, I swore, man, he his fanny pack was so damn big, he could have put his gimmick in there, man. He could have fit his boots, trunks. <laughs> he could have fit, fit it all. <laughs> like, this dude's fanny pack was so large, man. <laughs> all right. Let's, all right rate man. This. Let's rate this some bitch. Go ahead, Doc. Good episode, don't you think? Yeah. I thought so. Ron White came back. Damn right. I'm going to say 8.1. Hopper, what you giving it? I give it 8.5. We had fucking Ron. Ron um, Wright came back. You know, we, we had fucking uh, Cactus was back on it. Abdullah is supposedly coming. So... Yeah, Damn good episode. 8.5. 8.5 and 8.5. Mike, Hawk, what's your rating? Uh, the people do the rating. I don't I don't rate anymore. We've we've gone through this now. How many weeks? So, yeah, let's go. Uh, Doc, uh, who are you giving your government cheese to? Your government cheese award? Uh, let me say this. is named by Shard Johnson, longtime listener. The government cheese. Some people call it the fifth of Henny award. Uh, but anyway, whether you call it the fifth of Henny or the government cheese, uh, it's up to you. Uh, Doc, uh, who are you giving your government cheese to? There's a lot of candidates here in this episode, uh, but 
I went in a slightly different direction. I'm going to say the dirty white boy because that promo at the end was good. And I feel like he was out there quarterbacking a lot of the things with Corny in the ring for that long match and just whipping people. So give me the the dirty white boy. He is, I mean, there's a reason he's the champ. Harper, who are you going with? Ron gets it, man. He'll probably fucking eat that shit too. You know, probably he is eating it. I'm giving it to Ron as well. I think uh, Ron coming back is a big thing, man. And uh, what his greatest promo we've seen better, but he's going to get mine too. So, yeah, Ron Wright, Dirty White Boy are our government cheese, our fifth of Henny winners. And um, New Jack didn't get it. There you have it. So, yeah, see, <laughs> that's true. See, fair and balanced. We're being we're being unbiased with our uh, stuff here. So before we get out of here, make sure you use our Amazon referral link. It is tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. You can buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me there. You can get Death of the Territories and anything and everything else on Amazon. So make sure you use it again. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Don't forget to support the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. And also check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they take their... Uh, give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history, the WWF. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still good nonetheless. So check out those two shows every single Monday. I think that's all I got, Doc. Uh, you want to get us on up out of here, man? Or Harper, Harper I'm you, sorry. Harper, can Harper you please hit the tagline? Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there. We appreciate your patronage, and hopefully you enjoy all of our patron shows, whether it's pre-shows, whether it's world-class shows, whether it's the extra bonus shows as far as Patreon shows go, like the ECW one we did and the AWA one we did. Uh, We got a couple of more that we're going to be getting recorded. It's just a matter of getting them scheduled. But thank you if you're a patron. We really appreciate it. And don't forget... When you jump up to the $5 tier, you're going to be in that tier where you'll get those AWA and ECW extra shows we did, along with the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views with the Bunkhouse Stampede coming up in the next couple weeks. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've already had the first one, but that's neither here nor there. I want to also give a special shout-out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Uh, We had a couple of new ones recently, but to name all of them, we got Coach Joey Case. I'm sorry, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mall, Ron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, who is at Half Pints Point on Twitter, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacob, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy, Alex, Slider91US, Slider excuse me, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, that's Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, 
Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howe, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Uh, did I get God bold? Unreal. I don't want no heat, brother. So anyway, thank you uh, for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. Your patronage, again, means a lot. And then check out the Bottom Line Wrestling cast with Mike Pru and his buddy JV as they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are, I believe, in 1998. But if you want to go back, check out some of their episodes from 1996 and 97 on Austin. Or, again, just dive in where they are currently at. New episodes come out every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter, also at Bottom Line Cast. Thank you, everyone, for being patrons. Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. We appreciate it. Thank you for... I don't know, man. I'm just being honest here. Thank you for supporting this show because it really does mean a lot each and every, uh, you know, we put out two shows a week consistently for the free shows. And I'm just grateful that you all out there appreciate that and that our two shows come out every single week on time, no delays. And I'm thankful to all of you who support this show and um, our patrons on Patreon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT if you're not a patron. So please sign up. Consider it. For two bucks a month, you get a lot. Um, for five bucks a month, you even get more. And, you know, there are other tiers, but that's your two basic tiers. So thank you very much. And um, that's all I got, as Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.